0: Florida State is 10-0, and 0. they finished 8-0 in the ACC, they just beat their rival Miami, so why am I not super excited? Let's talk about it. What's going on, Knoll fans? This is the Knoll It All podcast. I am Kyle Wright, and uh, fresh here on the heels of a trip out to Dope Campbell Stadium yesterday with my wife and a lot of my best friends, uh, Josh Tucker, his wife Elise, Jason Turk, Colby Mongold, Colton Thursby, his girlfriend Allie, my dad, my brother. We had a great time. Got a little ruckus there for a little bit, but we had a great time at Doak Campbell Stadium yesterday. And, you know, most of the fun came before the game because once the pads were on and once the, once the two teams hit the field, not a lot of fun. And honestly, like, I wish I could sit here today and, like, go crazy and, you know, talk a lot of shit and be fired up. But I have nothing bad to say about Miami today. I mean, you could watch them. You could tell. They clearly have the talent in the trenches. What they lack is a competent head coach or one that just knows what he's doing, period. They're You know, they're definitely a head coach away from coming in this game 7-2, and two, but momentum is such a big thing. So they won true losses early on in the season, and, you know, they slapped us in the mouth and gave us a lot to think about going into that North Alabama game next week. I'm not a... Uh, I'm not going to sit here and talk bad about Miami on this podcast. I mean, they they came in a lot more prepared than Florida State did yesterday. Just Florida State ultimately able to get the win. We were you know, we definitely have more talent at the end of the day. And it came out the show, but I'm not going to sit here and talk bad about Miami. I'm not going to talk bad about Jordan Travis because man, all right. We'll get into all of that later. Uh just want to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you in part by Morris Construction and Remodeling, LLC. More coming up on them later. Let's get into the scoring recap here. Trey Benson would open the game on a, with a five-yard touchdown run that would put the Knolls up 7-0. Ryan Fitzgerald would then add a 33-yard field goal to put the Knolls up 10-0. Jacoby George would then catch a three-yard touchdown pass from Emory Williams to bring the Canes within three, 10-7 FSU at this point. And then right there before halftime, Andres Borigales, I hope I'm saying that right, tied the game for Miami at 10-10. There were a few controversial calls there in the first half, one in favor of Florida State, one in favor of Miami. Um, it Kind of just flip-flopped, honestly. There was one instance where Miami had a uh, tackle Jordan Travis or sacked Jordan Travis for what looked like a safety. Uh, I guess they gave him forward progress back up to the, about the half-yard line. I thought it should have been a safety. A lot of people did. Miami would have gone into halftime with a lead and a lot of momentum. Um, And then there was a Greedy Vance interception late in the game. 100% an interception, but, you know, th- Anytime the ball touches the ground at all, they're not going to give you that call. So, hey, it is what it is. Kind of a questionable calls on both sides of the ball there. But the second half, they definitely let them play. Uh, Miami, Florida State would open the second half with an onside kick attempt, which which is one of those situations after I sat down and thought about it later is one of those things where if you get it, it's the best call of all time if if you recover it. And if you don't, you're an idiot for doing it. And unfortunately, Made Mike Norvell look like an idiot, and Miami would, you know, they only got one first down on this whole drive, but that's all they needed to get themselves in field goal range for Andres Borigales, which would put Miami up 13-10. to Ryan Fitzgerald would then tie the game up after a 6-play 71-yard drive, and this is the kind of thing we're going to talk about in a little bit because I sound like a broken record. I, I feel like I've been saying this for weeks, but the play calling once they were down in the red zone, or down in the goal line situation was abysmal but regardless ryan fitzgerald 22 yard field goal ties it up at 13 trey benson had a 38 yard touchdown to put the nose up 20 to 13 and then keon coleman would catch a six yard touchdown pass from jordan travis to put the nose up 27 to 13 miami would then excuse me Miami would then answer with an 85-yard touchdown pass from Emery Williams to Jacoby George, which would put the 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 Canes back within 7, 27-20. This would ultimately be the final score. Miami did end the game with the ball. Well, they didn't end the game with the ball, but they did have one chance to drive down and tie it. Uh, Emery Williams got hurt on that drive. Died, he pretty much died for a first down, but he got it. So shout-out to him, that dude. You know, true freshman, played his ass off yesterday. And turnover Van Dyke came in and did what uh, turnover Van Dyke has been doing best all season. Threw a pick right to FSU. So let's go into the stat recap real quick. Jordan Travis really had a pretty efficient game. Just, man, could not not do anything. He couldn't run the ball. He had no time. He had no time. Again, going to talk about this in a few minutes, but... The, just for the stats portion here, Jordan Travis, 19-31, of 31, 265 yards passing with a touchdown. Trey Benson, 16 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Johnny Wilson led the receivers with five for 82. Jackie Douglas had three for 69. Jaheim Bell, three for 41. And we talked about Keon Coleman, four for 24 and a touchdown. Biscuit Douglas had two catches on the day, but they were both big first-down catches, so shout-out to the Biscuit um we already talked about the interception there by jarion jones to end the game and for the seminoles that would uh clinch the clinch the victory in an undefeated acc season for the knolls lead tacklers for the seminoles Kalen deloach leading the way in this game definitely the defensive mvp and maybe the mvp of the whole game for the knolls 10 tackles two sacks two tackles for loss Just unbelievable performance by Kalen Deloach yesterday. Other notable guys there at the top. DJ Lundy with seven tackles. Tatum Bethune with six tackles. Uh, They each had a tackle for loss as well. And Renardo Green with five tackles and a tackle for loss as well. Sorry if I sound a little tired and hoarse. Another thing I feel like I say every single week here on this podcast. But, uh, man, I went to the game. And regardless of the score... It got crazy, so whew, had a great time. All right, so wanted to tell you guys, and I want to send a special shout out since this is the first time. Got my first sponsor here on the podcast, and I appreciate you, Kyle Morris. You guys need to check out Morris Construction and LLC. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Morris Construction and Remodeling LLC. I, I thank you, and then I butchered the name of your business. That's that's the Kyle Right way. Hey, they specialize in full home remodels, bathroom and kitchen remodels, decks, porches, porch covers, windows, everything you can think of that you could ever need for your home or even your business. You need to be given Morris Construction and Remodeling LLC a call. This man is Bay County local, born and raised. So give them a call, 850 326 46 26 and they will get you taken care of one more time. That is eight, five, zero three, two, six, four, six, two, six. So I want to talk about the, what went right real quick, because there's not really a whole lot of it for this game. Um, the special teams played great. Keon uh, had a couple of nice punt returns and On the kick coverage, every time Florida State would kick off, they would uh, do a pretty good job, I thought. I thought special teams played well. And Johnny Wilson coming back off injury, missing the last couple of games, 5-for-81, just had himself a nice game. Uh, He's impossible to cover, man. If you put two guys on him, though, you leave Keon open on the other side. And it's a matchup nightmare. But Travis has got to have time to get the ball to these guys. And that's where... I'm going to just open this thing up and get into the what went wrong. I know Miami is talented in the trenches. But we got manhandled by Miami in the trenches. So starting on the offensive line side, since I was talking about Jordan Travis not having time. Dude, they had nothing. They couldn't do anything. Every time Travis would drop back to pass, there was somebody there. At least one guy. He got sacked like five times, I think. I already, I already deleted the stat uh, portion of this, but I think he got sacked like five times. And and that's, you know, that's the sacks. What about the times they couldn't get him because it's Jordan Travis and he's able to throw the ball away? Ah, man. This, th- this game was a nightmare in the trenches for Florida State. And just to jump to the other side, you know, you got all these playmakers, man. You got all these guys. Like, you got these Pat Paytons. You got these uh, Jared Verses and... Man, they got no pressure on the guy. Kalen DeLoach had to come from the linebacker spot to to, to to sack him twice. Other than that, nobody got close. And you know, I don't want to insult Jared Verse because he's drawing double teams on every play, but that's where everybody else has got to step up. Pat Payton, Josh Farmer, Braden Fisk, Fabian Lovett. Dude, somebody has to step up in that situation, and nobody did. It was just not uh it was just not fun to watch this game if you're an FSU fan and you were watching them trenches, man. And again, again, I know like those are, if you were to lay out the things that Miami does well, that's, that's it. Like those two things are the biggest things and, you know, kind of close to the only things, man, it was just not, not good at all. Um, I kind of feel like it might be time to be worried a little bit about the offensive output with Mike Norvell calling the plays. I, I just don't, this is something I don't trust. We saw this a lot with Jimbo. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, some of the shit he, said, he does is just... I would say most of the things he does, they, they just make you scratch your head, man. You got all this talent, but there's... No, I mean, if you look at college football and look at the names and you look at the, the guys, I don't know if there's a more talented roster name-wise in college football and... This is the second week in a row that they've scored less than 30 points and they only got the ball into they only got the ball into the end zone 3 times and they had they had I mean plenty of opportunities. They could they they should have got it in four or five times. So once again it's a play calling situation. If your quarterback has no time to pass, you've got to get the ball out quicker. Florida State had some success on screen passes and they didn't go back to them. I feel like there needs to be designed runs for Jordan Travis, and they're not doing it. I don't know if there's an underlying injury that we're not being told about. I, I really don't know, but the play calling is uh, it's really bad. And I'm a you know I'm gonna give my college football playoff top ten here in a little bit, and I I dropped us this week. I dropped us out of the playoff as of right now. I I don't know if I want to play in one of those teams. <laughs> I truthfully don't know if I want to play Michigan, Washington, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon. I don't know if I want to play anybody else that's up up here in these rankings with us. Because if, if the team from yesterday comes out, we're going to get embarrassed. And that's, I mean, you can get mad at me if you want. I know a lot of people are going to get mad at me for saying that. But it's it's just a fact. They did not do anything to impress me yesterday. It was really hard. I had to reach for my what went right. I had to. Because I didn't come out of that game excited about anything. Thank God we have a tune-up game next week with North Alabama coming to town. This is the ninth time these two teams are going to play. This game was, of course, scheduled back in 2021, but... North, North Alabama is the kind of team where Florida State should be able to work some kinks out, rest some guys that need some rest, because going at Florida should scare every single FSU fan right now. And it's not because of their defense. I know like their defense is not great, but their offense is pretty damn good. Excuse me. Florida State's going to have their hands full, especially if they play like they did yesterday. Lazy. Dominated in the trenches. All right, so let's get into the college football top 25 scores on Thursday. Louisville would number 11 Louisville beats Virginia 31-24. Louisville only needs one more thing to happen to clinch themselves a spot in the ACC Championship game. Number 1 Ohio State beats Michigan State 38-3. Number 2 Georgia dismantles number 9 Ole Miss 52 to 17, put Georgia back at number 1 where they belong, please. Number three, Michigan beats Penn State, or number 10, Penn State, 24 to 15. Number four, Florida State over Miami, 27 to 20. Number five, Washington over number 18, Utah, 35 to 28. Number six, Oregon over USC, 36 to 27. Number seven, Texas over TCU, 2926. Number eight, Alabama over Kentucky, 4921. Number 12 Oregon State over Stanford 62 to 17. Number 14 Missouri over number 13 Tennessee 36 to 7. UCF dismantles and, and upsets number 15 Oklahoma State 45 to 3. Texas Tech upsets number 16 Kansas 16 to 13. Number 17 Oklahoma wins big over West Virginia 59 to 20. Number 19, LSU, beats Florida 52-35. to Florida falls to 5-5 five five on the season, uh, and they go to Missouri next week, and then they finish their season with Florida State. Got to win one of those to end up bowl eligible. Uh, you know, there's another reason to be worried about Florida. Going to be at home, probably going to be 5-6 because Missouri's really good. So they're probably going to be 5-6, and, and they're going to be trying... Billy Napier is pretty much going to be coaching for his life at that point. Number 21 Arizona beats Colorado 34 to 31. Number 22 Iowa beats Rutgers 22 to nothing. Number 23 Tulane over Tulsa 24 22. Number 24 North Carolina over Duke 47 to 45. And number 25 Kansas State 59 to 25 over Baylor. Getting to the rest of the ACC scores here. Virginia Tech over Boston College, 48-22. Clemson beats Georgia Tech, 42-21. NC State over Wake Forest, 26-6. Syracuse over Pittsburgh, 28-13. Now I'm going to get into my college football playoff top 10 here. And I'm going to make some people upset, but I did drop the knowles out of the playoff picture as of right now. I have Georgia, number one. That should not change. That's going to stay there until someone proves otherwise. Number two is Ohio State. Number three, Washington. Number four, the Cheaters of Michigan. Number five, Florida State. Number six, Oregon. Number seven, Alabama. Number eight, Texas. Number nine, Missouri. Number 10, Louisville. So here's the good thing for FSU, at least in my rankings. And I think it's going to look probably about the same way when the college football playoff rankings drop on Tuesday is that they're going to get another opportunity to prove themselves against a top 10 team barring Louisville doing something stupid between now and then. So if Florida State can finish the regular season undefeated, they will have a chance to prove themselves to the committee once again to to a top 10 team. So um, was going to end this podcast right there, but kind of had to go back and add a little something something. Twitter's on fire right now, and it looks like Jimbo Fisher has been fired from Texas A&M. Um, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. It, this is just now breaking. Everything's going crazy, so I don't have a lot of information, but, uh, whew. yeah, Jimbo Fisher fired from Texas A&M. Wild. What a wild, wild time to be a Florida State fan. Because regardless of yesterday, regardless of how unimpressive we think our team was, we're 10-0. And, and Jimbo left us high and dry, and he's about to get canned. So that kind of proves my point on the like anti-Willie Taggart side of things and the anti-Jimbo side of things and the pro-Mike Norvell side of things. And even like just talking about Billy Napier as well at Florida. The, like These programs are not hard to build back up. The Florida states, the Floridas. I don't. Miami's kind of different, just because they don't really have. And you know, this came from their own players. Again, I said I'm not talking bad about Miami today, so th- this is not me throwing shade. But they don't have a college atmosphere down there. They don't. They don't have like their stadiums not going to sell out. They don't. They don't provide like a super sexy atmosphere for for high school kids to go check out. So, I, I, it's harder for them. They have to kind of do it financially, and like you know, the NIL era. That's going to help Miami get recruits bad that which they need but um you know it's really not hard man you just got to be not an idiot because people kids are going to go to Tallahassee kids are going to go to Florida State kids are going to go to Florida and this you know Jimbo could not get it done anywhere else and he didn't even get close he had a number one over like the best by the numbers recruiting class of all time last year at Texas A&M but man if you can't coach him it's It doesn't matter who the kids are. It's, I mean, the talent's here. I don't know. I feel bad for Jimbo, but at the same time, fuck him. Going to get out of here. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, Please give this podcast a five-star review. Share it out to your friends. Again, I'm sorry I was so tired today, but like I said, I was at Dope Campbell Stadium yesterday for FSU Miami, and it was wild, so. Going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week after the North Alabama game to look ahead to the Florida Gators.